I'm going to be honest and say that what's happening to Twitter makes me so sad. But I also think that it proves the point that you date social media versus marry it. Because I'm commenting on how side hustlers can make money using Twitter and other social media platforms to earn more money, I'm going to stay focused on what you can do in a changing business climate, especially when the tools that you love are changing in a way that you don't like. Pinterest also comes to mind. It was the gift that kept on giving until the engineers decided to change the algorithm and killed the crazy dopamine rush that it used to give everyone, which was crazy page views on their websites. Now there's TikTok and it gives the same kind of rush that Pinterest, Periscope, or Clubhouse, Facebook in the beginning all used to give their users. I've learned a few lessons about making money online and what side hustlers and full-time entrepreneurs should consider when looking to make money using social media. If you've recently left your nine to five, you've also left your old benefits. If you're looking for an all-in-one resource to help you sign up for health insurance, set up a self-designed benefits package that helps you allocate funds towards retirement, future vacations, sick days and taxes, Catch may be the perfect tool for you. Catch is a personal payroll and benefits app that helps you to organize all of the important aspects of creating and maintaining a benefits package as a freelancer or digital entrepreneur. For those of you looking for health insurance and dental coverage, Catch has a search function that helps you find the best coverage based on your location, age, and who else you would like to have covered with your policy. If you're looking for insurance during open enrollment or you have a new qualifying event, use Catch to find an ACA or Affordable Care Act compliant health insurance policy today. I really wish that I'd had a tool like this when I first started my online entrepreneurship journey. It just makes things so much easier. I love that Catch helps you to set aside tax payments, sick days, and PTO as well. Catch truly empowers its users in a way that I haven't seen for smaller online entrepreneurs. I'm a proud partner of Catch and urge you to check Catch out. Go to the following link for more information, michelleismoneyhungry.com backslash M-I-M-H catch. That's M-I-M-H catch. I love Twitter. It functions very much like a digital water cooler. You know, like when you're in the office and you hang out at the water cooler or the coffee kiosk and you make coffee and people pop in and pop out with gossip, helpful information, jokes, and more. Everyone in the office that you would normally see, the gossip, the know-it-all, the rule follower, and the person that everyone, everyone wants to lead are all hanging out there. Twitter is also an incredibly great place to make money. Freelance opportunities are shared daily. You can sell your romance books on it because I have sold my romance books on it with a different profile. Grant opportunities are shared. People leaving their old beloved jobs share that they have moved on and, and a new opportunity has opened up and maybe it's the opportunity for you. Communities are nurtured there and you can lend your expertise to one or create your own community. It's a place to sell products if you have a system in, in place, or you can grow an email list, help people find you and the services you offer at your bricks and mortar or digital business. Basically, 
I love Twitter. But with the turmoil happening in Twitter, in the Twitter sphere right now, I think that it's important to keep a few things in mind when using social media to make extra money, find opportunities, or even grow your personal brand. You date social media, but you don't marry your favorite platforms. Things happen, changes occur, and times change. Don't have all your eggs in one social media basket. Understand that each platform works differently. I hear a lot of chatter and have watched a lot of people leave Twitter, but it's also clear that many of these people are very unclear on how the other platforms they're moving to actually work. It's almost like learning a new language. The nuances, the cadence, the the expectations. So it's important to understand that each platform is different. If you can jump on the bandwagon for a new platform in the earlier stages of its life cycle, think literally the first 10 years, surprising stretch of time, that's likely when you'll see the most momentum in terms of what you can do on those platforms. And again, for perspective, Facebook is 18 years old, Twitter is 16 years old, and Pinterest is 14 years old. If you had been on Pinterest in particular in the beginning and you were a blogger, I know people who became millionaires off of Pinterest because of the sheer amount of page views that they were getting off of that site. I think it's possible for them to rethink their approach. It's basically a search engine. It's a visual search engine. I love it. But the problem is they broke it so badly, they broke our trust in the product. And the place where I find that I'm doing the same thing that I used to do on Pinterest is TikTok. Now, TikTok has issues, and we're not going to get into all that on this uh, episode. <laughs> but TikTok has has some very real issues around where the original product was created but that's not going to be the conversation today. What I will say is how I use TikTok. I use, I look at food talk. I love food talk, which is basically all the recipes and it's video based. I love looking at book talk. So I read romances and it's fun to see the different romance authors just have fun with a genre of books that people always shit on. Um, so I love how they just, they're like, you know what, this is what we're doing. This is, and it's freaking hilarious. I love people who do funny things about their state. There's three guys specifically. Uh, guys have really stood out in this space. The guy who talks about California, he's like always talking about LA and California. He's hilarious. The Florida guy, this black guy who talks about Florida, but he does it from the perspective of being like a Floridian or or the animals who live in Florida. And then there's a guy who talks about actually different states in general, but he, he takes on the persona of each state. So I love that. But one of the things I noticed that I did in the last year was I looked to TikTok for in-time experiences of places that I wanted to go on trips. This is interesting. Why? Because COVID hit and a lot of travel content is obsolete. Like written travel content is still very out of sync with where we're at right now. People people still are catching up with the amount of travel that needs to be done in order to be aware of all the changes that have happened in towns. So I'm aware of this and I'm like, well, you know, why don't, and by the way, I'm Gen X. 
And I'm like, well, you know, I love TikTok and I've noticed these, you know, TikToks about different places. Why don't I just TikTok do a search on San Diego or Philadelphia or wherever? Because I, you know, traveled around. And honestly, they were super helpful. If I want to pull back from this, if you're like, I don't want to do TikTok, Michelle, I, I don't dance. There are a lot of people who are not dancing on TikTok, by the way. Video content, video-based content like YouTube is a great place to let people know about what you're doing. At the end of the day, own your own little corner of the internet that you can refer people to. Your own tiny website, a podcast. It has to just be something that you actually own, that you can control, that you can create a portfolio on, that you can show your best work, that you can highlight what you believe in, that you can share what you love. This is what you do. How can freelancers leverage social media? I just shared in the previous episode, how to make more money online as a freelance writer. But I want to spend a little more time reflecting on the role that social media plays in finding cool side gigs, freelance projects, other opportunities, and nine to fives. Social media speeds up your own personal response time. If an opportunity is shared on a platform at 1.32 p.m., you can literally respond to it by 1.45 p.m., depending on if and when you see the opportunity and how organized you are. There's no limit to the number of opportunities being shared in these spaces. These platforms are massive. That means that there is no limit to the number of opportunities being shared at any given time, hourly, by the minute, daily, weekly, or monthly. There are endless resources. You can sign up for newsletters, join communities, create communities, watch webinars, and download digital books. Oftentimes these resources are free or very affordable. You can tell people in real time what you need help with. We're not mind readers. Post on your social media feeds the following, what you're looking for, what is a good fit, how companies can contact you, urgency. Are you in an emergency financial situation? People will respond. Social media gives freelancers, digital entrepreneurs, nine to five owners, an unbelievable amount of flexibility to seek out what works best for their goals and working style. Here are some downsides to social media for earning more. Like with everything, there are some downsides to relying on social media to earn money with your side gig, freelance business, you know, you know your nine to five or your bricks and mortar. There are so many choices. It can get overwhelming. There, there are so many opportunities that it's hard to know which opportunity makes the most sense for your goals. There's so many competing voices. There are people sharing advice on what you should and shouldn't do, what to consider and the resources you should use. You really have to use discernment. If the promises they make are too good to be true, then the pro they probably are. Have there been complaints about this person? Are they advocating for something that benefits them, like low pay, as I referenced in my freelance episode where I got mad at that guy because he was benefiting from paying people a low wage and insisting that people love that. And I was like, no, they actually probably don't. They're just telling you that they're okay with it because you're paying them. Anywho, um, or something that is ultimately harmful. So, so are they advocating for something harmful? Then that's a red flag. Uh, and it could be physically harmful, financially harmful, psychologically, and you have to use your discernment to understand if that's the case for you. If they're selling products, do they have a variety of products from free to high ticket that allows you to choose a resource or a product that helps you where you're currently at 
versus being forced to purchase something that's ill-suited for your needs because it will make the creator money. There's a reason on my platform I have a lot of free content to high end because I don't want you to be feeling forced to spend thousands of dollars with me if you're financially not there. I don't want to be in your pockets, but I don't want to ever create a atmosphere where you feel compelled to do such a thing. No, that's not okay. Social media is a time suck. If you don't have a process for your social media activity and consumption, you're going to find yourself wasting a ton of time if you're not careful. Trolls and phishing attempts. There will be jerks that you might cross paths with and you do have to be careful of fraudulent leads. Here's an example of something that happened to me this year. A company reached out to me on LinkedIn specifically. It seemed legit and I actually checked the profile. So I always research before I move forward. I'm like, okay, this sounds interesting, but something about the logistics just seemed off given the scope of work. So it just, it just seemed a little weird. They want it for me to accept a check and, and, and I feel like they wanted me to accept a check or a check was involved. And right away, if you're bringing up a check, I'm like, that's just weird because nowadays, most, most businesses that I deal with, I would say 99% of the businesses that I work with just pay me digitally. I actually Googled this situation. I, I was like LinkedIn and then described the situation on Google and they were like, it's a scam. And so it was, it was a scam. Platforms will eventually end. One day, Facebook will be gone. And all of the platforms that we currently use will be gone or will be changed in really profoundly significant ways. It's just the way of things. Things change. As much as I have loved using Twitter, I love it. It's clear that the resource and space that I enjoyed is on its way out. It is not, it is shocking to me how different it is already. Like we're, we're putting up the good fight, if you will, those of us who see all the other intrinsic value of the space. But honestly, if it's gone <laughs> and it's sad, but it is what it is. For freelancers, for side hustlers, for people looking for nine to five, for those of you with a bricks and mortar who understand how social media can work for you, your favorite social media platform can be an incredibly lucrative resource to grow your income, your side hustle, your freelance revenue stream. I don't want to hear the following from people. I'm too old. You're not. You just don't feel like learning it. It's too complicated. It's not. You just don't feel like learning it. Will I have to be active on social media all day? No, you don't. You really don't. You don't want to either. It's not good for you. So just like set a timer and and engage and then get out of there. You can pre-schedule content. If you have like things you want to share, you can just schedule it and get it out of there. I think that for people who feel like it's complicated, you're thinking too hard. Here are 17 action steps you can take to start earning money using social media. I can't guarantee anything, but I will say that these are very helpful actions to take. Number one, you can pre-schedule content that you've created and spend about 15 minutes a day looking for opportunities. Don't make this complicated. Time it. Be prepared for when opportunity knocks. A lot of times people will see opportunity, but they're ill-prepared so they can't react. Be prepared. Have your resume ready and update that thing once a month. Some clients want to see your resume. Some clients need to see the next thing, which is have your personal website updated. Again, have it up to date, update it once a month, 
and keep things fresh so that when an opportunity comes up, you don't have to react slowly. You can just get it to the person that is asking for the information. Don't make people guess what area you are an expert in, have interest in, or create content on. Keep it super clear. We don't want to guess. We got a lot going on. Understand how people are looking for what you have to sell, whether that is services or products. Do a simple survey using a tool like SurveyMonkey. Use the free option and literally just ask three questions, quick questions to your ideal customers, whether they are editors or uh, a person that you would like to have purchase a product from you. Just, just run a simple poll. And Twitter, in fact, has an, a function where you can do that. It still works. <laughs> Host and design unique spaces that allow you to highlight your and other folks' expertise. It could be a Twitter space, LinkedIn group, or Facebook group, or a community hosted via circle.io, or a meetup group. So there's a lot of different ways you could do this. You could host uh, something on Eventbrite. Once a quarter, you just have a thing that you do using Eventbrite. Design a unique to your brand hashtag. Publish the content that highlights your expertise and areas of interest on your own platform. Create the work you want to get paid for on your own platform. It drives me freaking nuts <laughs> when people are like, well, no one will hire me for the work that I want to do. And I'm like, uh, why can't you highlight it on your website so that it's easier to get people to understand how you would create content on the topics you want to get hired for. I'm not saying that you publish all your work on your platform. I'm saying once a month, create a kick-ass piece of content. Uh, it could be a video, a podcast, a, a written blog post, whatever it is, and just kill it. And then that's part of your portfolio. Follow thought leaders in your space. This one, I feel like most people do, but be very intentional around it. Publish the content that highlights your expertise and areas of interest. If you're a freelancer, follow editors on your favorite platforms. They post leads all the time. They're always needing content. Even when things slow down, if you're following like 30 different editors, that's a lot of leads that are coming in all the time. The other thing is be in Facebook groups that share leads. You could go on Facebook and do searches for freelance communities. Be clear about the goal of the content that you're posting on your profile. Are you sending people to a resource in order to build your email list and get in your brand's funnel? Are you trying to get potential clients to sign up for calls? Are you looking to collaborate with brands that will help your audience and, and pay you? Are you trying to sell products such as courses, books, pre-recorded workshops, or intensives? My point, be intentional with your social media activity. Don't wait for people to come to you. Go to them. Go to them. Have your media kit ready and update that thing once a month. Be clear about what you will say yes and no to so that you don't waste your time and other people's. There's a minimum earn that I have settled on for the different projects that I do. So if it's like a freelance writing project, if it's, you know, working with a brand, depending on the scope of work, if it is um, a video, whatever it is, there's a minimum that I will, I will say yes to, <laughs> um, ideally more. But I did that so that I wouldn't in inadvertently lowball my own self. Like I, I didn't want to lowball myself because I didn't have those boundaries and 
uh, in place and hadn't thought about this stuff. You should do that too. And then once a quarter, you review that. It's not set in stone. Search hashtags such as freelance, hiring, collaborate. You may find that you're gonna have to play around with the hashtags specifically because of the content space that you're in, but you'll notice over time that there are certain trending topics that people will use in order to share opportunities. Host a collaborative event um, with other folks in your space and highlight your expertise. So I'm in the personal finance space. That's one of the niches I create content in. And I specifically talk about policy and equity, but maybe someone else that's a friend of mine talks about earning more. And then another friend of ours talks about debt repayment. And then we decide to create a mini conference, but it's online. It's super simple. And we're on, we're using zoom and we just make it super simple. Like don't overthink it because it's still going to be very helpful to your audience or even a workshop. It could be a simple workshop and everyone signs in and then you speak for 30 minutes. Then the next person comes in and then the next person, like it doesn't have to be hard. Highlight your guys's um, expertise and then the audience for that uh, event will end up being your, um, will end up being the people who, who purchase your goods and services. Share opportunities with others without expectation. This is huge. This is like the law of reciprocity, to be honest, but I share freelance writing opportunities on my Twitter feeds that pay $300 or more a post. And there's a reason why I set that number. It's because for a really long time, I was stuck at $250. It was very frustrating. It was very annoying and I couldn't break through. And I was like, what's wrong with me when I know other people who are making significantly more consistently per post, why can't I? Now, anytime I see a um, editor who is looking for writers, I look at how much they're paying regardless of the niche. And then I share that opportunity if it pays a minimum of $300 or more. Now I do want to say, I do check the scope of work. So if they're like, Hey, we're paying $300 for like 3000 words that I wouldn't share. That makes no sense. But I sit there, I vet it and I just share it. I, I don't write in all the niches out there, right? I don't, there's plenty of work for everyone. So I just share it and it's a good thing. Social media can make you money, but it's, in real, it's really important to be intentional and take consistent focused action. I hope this is helpful. I hope that you take action. I would just schedule it so that you're not thinking too hard about it. For me, I now do pitching on Mondays. I just wake up, I pitch. That's the only thing I do. It could be for uh, freelance writing. It could be uh, designing a funnel. It could be for grants, but that's the day that I designate for that. If you're creating video content online, it could be that when you're creating that content, you're designing a funnel into the back end of your freelancing business or what have you. Just be thoughtful about what you're doing. Don't like hope for the best. <laughs> anyway, I hope this is helpful and good luck out there. Hey.